Uh, like I told you last week, um, we know that a survey is being conducted by the Northern Territory Police Association as negotiations over a pay deal for officers continues. And... I've got my hands on some further details of that survey and joining me on the line is the Police Association President, Paul McHugh. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning, Katie. Paul, how many people have now completed that survey? Yeah, we opened the survey last uh, Wednesday, so it's been open a week now. We've had uh, in excess of 50% of the police force return um, a result so far, so in excess of 800 plus uh, people already. In fact, in the first three hours of the survey being open we had over 300 which is a which is a record return rate so it gives you an idea just how people are feeling at the moment that they really want to have their say and we're no doubt on target to um to to achieve well over a thousand responses because the the survey's open for another week yet so so how many members of the northern territory police force are or how many police officers are members of the association just about every single one. So around 98.5% of, of the sworn officers in the Northern Territory are members of the Northern Territory Police Association. So it gives you an idea, just about every one of those uh, police you see are members of the association. So when we do a survey of this nature, you know, we get such a high return rate. It really is um, a clear view and a clear picture of how the entire police force is feeling. Now, Paul, for those that maybe didn't hear our interview last week, why exactly yep. is this survey being conducted? Obviously, we're, we're in pay negotiations at the moment with the government. We know they've been taking far too long to reach a conclusion, but it's also really important following our survey of uh, middle of last year to, I guess, six months down the track. And we all know there's been a lot happened in crime and policing, you know, over that six-month period. It's really important to get up-to-date statistics in terms of just how people are feeling, um, how they feel they're being supported or not. Uh, by the government and um, and we've got a couple of questions in our survey that were uh, the same questions from our survey of last year so we're just getting some com- comparative data. Well I've got a bit of that info um, and please feel free to correct me if any of it's wrong but my understanding is yep. that 97% of those respondents so far don't believe that there are enough police in the Northern Territory to do what's expected of them. Yeah, look, that's, um, I guess, not a surprising figure from our perspective. It's actually an increase. Last year, we asked that very same question. 93% at that stage said we don't have enough. We're now looking at 97%. I mean, nearly every single person who's returning the survey is saying we don't have enough police, and yet we continually hear statements made by government that, you know, we've invested more than any other government in policing. Uh, We've done more to support them, and yet that is clearly not the message our members are delivering to them. Paul, are there any other numbers that you're prepared to reveal? Um, I know that you've asked about morale, you've asked about whether officers feel supported by the Northern Territory government and also whether they've considered an exit strategy. Can you give us any of the percentages of the answers to those questions? Yeah, look, I mean, we we produced some interim results to our membership uh, yesterday through one of our electronic newsletters. I think it's very important they understand where the statistics are heading and we're obviously encouraging every officer to participate in this survey. It's just five short questions and you've touched on those. Morale uh, at the moment 76% rated as low or very low. That's fairly consistent with last year's result. Um, Not a great result. 96%. So 96% so they don't feel supported by the NT government. Um, 84% um, which is, when you look at the figures, the raw figures, around 42% of our entire police force have actually considered 
an exit strategy or ex, you know, considered other employment. So that is an alarming statistic for government. It's, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable that, that um, you know, that exit strategy part. I said that last time you were on uh, when we were looking at just the sheer volume of people who'd actually completed that survey. But, Paul, I, I mean, yeah. you know, what do these numbers say to you? Well, what, what's quite clear and what, what's clearly evident already with even a week to go is our police have had enough. They clearly do not feel supported by the current government despite what's being said. Uh, they are completely overwhelmed under-resourced and of course they are supporting a work to rule which you know, you know is probably a, a, an element of last resort that we want to take to our membership but they are fully supporting that approach if it comes to that so they clearly don't feel they have the support of the government and no doubt with those statistics say 97 percent so they don't have enough police uh, that's a very clear message to government. Paul, obviously this is all about pay negotiations to anybody out there that thinks the police are being greedy what do you say to them? Mm. Well, I just ask them to have a think about every time those police are out there serving and protecting the community and, and, and the dangers they face. They carry the physical and mental scars of protecting our, our community. Um, they often get directed away from home to go and work in all areas of the community, uh, away from their families. Um, and sometimes, as we've seen recently in Queensland, Katie, sometimes they don't come home. Uh, now, just, just think, let that sink in for just a minute. You're off to work and you don't come home. That's what they do and that's what they sacrifice for our community. And, you know, last week I, I saw some, some pictures of an officer in Alice Springs who had gone to work, he, he'd gone to do his job for the community and the government, and he came home after having his eyes, eyes attempted to be gouged out, scratches all over his face, blood all over his face, and he has to walk in at home and see his family in that condition. Now, that is the, that is the type of work that we're doing for the community so we're not being greedy, uh, and if people think we are, put an application in. Police, we, we need police right now. Come and join the police force. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, they are putting up with a lot out there for our community. They are not being greedy. They're simply asking for a fair pay deal from this government who clearly, through these results, show that it's not supporting the, the, the officers out there on the front line. Paul, I asked the Chief Minister on the show on Monday. Now, I'm not sure if you heard that interview, but I asked her on Monday, uh, you know, whether there is going to be any additional funding go towards the Northern Territory Police after the yep. enormous federal government announcement that was made for Central Australia. Um, we yep. know that uh, concerns are being raised. Even the Police Commissioner had spoken about the fact that, uh, you know, that we are going to see some changes, I guess you'd say, into the way in which uh, some of those issues are occurring and what we'll be seeing in different parts of the Northern Territory. I mean, we've spoken to people in Catherine about concerns yep. spreading to Catherine. We've spoken to other people in other parts of the Northern Territory that are very worried about this. Um, mm. I mean, where to from here in the sense that by the sounds of things, it feels as though, you know, when something does flare up, it's the police that we then rely on to help out in those situations, but it doesn't seem as though there's going to be additional funding or that the Northern Territory Government's looking at changing their policy settings in any way. So how do we move on from here? Like, how do we get better from this point? Well, we know, obviously, you know, we've seen legislation passed, you know, yesterday evening in relation to the alcohol laws, so we know... I guess where we're heading there now, um, that will no doubt impact on on you know the the planning that police are required to do now and where they're going to be deployed. We still don't really know the the announcements around funding, the fourteen point two million and then the two hundred and fifty million. 
some of that has to be channeled into policing. I mean, you cannot expect what the Chief Minister's asked is, is 40 extra officers stay in Alice Springs long term. You know, some of that money, some of that funding must channel to policing uh, to allow them to do their job. As we know, we know now they feel they don't have enough. They clearly need more. Uh, but of course, some of that obviously has to go to other, uh, you know, agencies, other NGOs and, 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 and programs that are going to actually support police in doing what they're doing on the front line. So uh, it's, it's uh, you know, the, here we are eight months probably too late. This should have been March of last year even, you know, we're seeing these uh, this planning and process and legislation come in. We're not. We're 12 months down the track. And, of course, we've seen the impacts on policing and the devastating impact it's having on making sure we're keeping our police here in the NT because, uh, you know, that attrition rate is still very high. Paul, I am going to have to get ready to wrap up, but just very quickly, with that alcohol legislation passed overnight, uh, are you hearing from officers, are they concerned that we're going to see some issues in different parts of the Northern Territory? How are people feeling with that legislation being reintroduced? Yeah, obviously it's a, you know, I guess a similar, uh, you know, framework as to what what was in place prior to July of last year, but... Obviously, early days, the, the the officers are now, you know, scrambling to make sure they they have that planning in place for when this kicks in later in the week, and and obviously we'll get a bit more feedback once that occurs, and I'll be able to update you, you know, at that point. Paul, just very quickly, I know that Mark Turner's called for an independent inquiry into the decision to charge Constable Zach Rolf. Um, is that something that the Northern Territory Police Association would support? Yeah, well, you know, our, certainly our understanding is, is is there's already an ICAC investigation in relation to all of that. So, you know, whilst that's underway, you know, we're certainly not going to make comment on that. I think we need to let that process take its course and then, uh, you know, determine what we what we do from that point. But certainly while that's underway, I think that's where it sits. Well, Police Association President Paul McHugh, always good to speak with you. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Katie. Good Thank on you. you.